0: We sit glued to the TV set all night, and every day, why go into the outside world at all, it's such a fright, we got nothing better to do, Then watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 196. On this episode, we've got some news, and then we'll be previewing the CW Fall 2013 TV schedule. And then we've got a little bit of talk about the season 6 premiere of Sons of Anarchy, and... Uh, devious maids, plus uh, some TV on DVD picks and uh, uh, some listener email. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 196. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me...
1: Carla Day from Buddy TV and TV
2: Fanatic. And Makisha Madden-Toby from MSN TV and Antenna Free TV.
0: All right. Thank you both for uh, joining me.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: It's always fun to to figure to listen for where Carla's going to be from on, <laughs> on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I thought I'd limit it to two just for simplicity's sake.
0: All right. Well, with that, we'll jump into the news. AMC has just been announcing things left and right here uh, recently. They they announced uh, last week that there will be uh, a spinoff of from Breaking Bad with uh, the Saul character called. Uh, presently under the working title Better Call Saul. Uh, They also killed off uh, The Killing again, and today they announced that they're working on a Walking Dead spinoff. So, uh, Carla, what do you think about any of uh, those?
1: Well, AMC needs to do something with Breaking Bad ending (laughs) and The Killing now gone and their new show um, not doing so well, so I guess... uh, if you can't come up with anything new and original, you spin off what you have. I, I don't know. I just, um, I think they're in trouble just as far as development-wise. They have two new shows coming that they have pilots for um, and or orders for as well. But it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I I love The Walking Dead, but I, I'm i not sure I want to watch another show that's in that same world. So we'll see. But it also isn't coming till 2015. So, who knows what'll be going on with The Walking Dead by then? And I don't watch Breaking Bad. Yes, you can boo me, whatever. I just, uh, eventually I'll watch it, but I have yet to see it.
0: What about you, Makisha?
2: I don't really see, I can't see, you know, Better Call Saul being this sort of, I wouldn't say surrogate show, but a a good enough show for people who are in love with Breaking Bad. And I'm one of those people. And and I'm suffering through these last episodes and I just can't see it with. So I love, I, I love Bob Odenkirk. Trust me. I don't, I don't think anyone could, I don't think anyone's ever said, I hate Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> but, but I don't know if that if that necessarily translates to he needs a show. And so it's it sort of, it puts a lot of expectations or it, the, the bar is too high. I would argue for him, for, for um, Vince Gilligan, because that's the thing, you, you're as you're watching these last episodes of Breaking Bad, which are amazing, it's like they, he can't top himself. And so it's almost like we better call Saul. all is like it's, he's probably not even going to try. <laughs> so if he's probably not going to try to top himself and it's just going to be a spinoff, then it's sort of one of those things where how much should anyone invest in it? But of course, people who people who love Breaking Bad are going to watch it. It's just I can't imagine it even, you know, living up to Breaking Bad
0: even a little bit. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, it's supposed to be a comedy, right?
2: Or something. I mean, because, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you know, Bob Odenkirk's character, it was brought on initially just to do, like, one or two episodes, but he was so funny and he was so perfect, pitch perfect, that he worked. But I feel like he works within that world because he brings levity to that world, and if everything after that is like slip and falls in grocery stores or old ladies or you know what I mean or or like Jesse Pinkman's drug addict friends. Then I you know I don't I can't really see that being meaty enough for people to tune in week after week. But who knows? I mean maybe they have some amazing writers who just have, you know, abilities beyond anything we could ever imagine. But I, I can't see it.
0: Yeah that that one sounds somewhat interesting just because it's it sounds like it'll be it's one of those things that's weird. It's a spin off and you go – and like you said, you can't probably – you're not going to be able to top Breaking Bad. So you wouldn't want to go like the same direction. So it seems like a good idea to do something that might still be in that world but completely different idea. But yeah. yet if you go too far, are the people that loved Breaking Bad, you know, are they going to tune in or will it be able to find its own audience – when people think, oh, that's just a spinoff of Breaking Bad. Right. You know, will, will people that never watch Breaking Bad tune in to this? Uh, so I'm, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, that one's kind of interesting.
2: Yeah. It would, be, it would be like the equivalent of say, like when the Sopranos end it, they were like, "Here's a spinoff for Polly Walnut, <laughs> no, <laughs> Skunk Hair." Next on HBO, like, no, nobody wants to watch Skunk Hair. Like, that's not—that's you're 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 messing up a legacy. <laughs> some some stuff needs to be left alone. I just don't think. I don't. That's I think an, Breaking Bad. Those things.
1: That's an interesting question because, like, I've never watched Breaking Bad, but I have no idea who this character is. But from what I've heard from people that do watch it, like, I have no interest whatsoever in getting into that world by watching this spinoff. So then you have, like, the people that never watch Breaking Bad who probably won't watch. You know, maybe some will. And then you have the Breaking Bad people that aren't going to watch because they don't want to see it either. So, I mean, from a ratings perspective, I can't imagine that it's going to be nearly as strong as Breaking Bad.
0: Not that you know, Breaking Bad's been, like, until this season <laughs> has been, like, super high on the the ratings-wise. but right. But, yeah, the 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 one interesting one uh, i do think it's interesting to do a spin off sort of of the walking dead of the the idea that i like about that is that it would have no tie to the storylines or characters in any of the comic books <laughs> so there would be no and how
2: was it a spinoff? Then? Well,
0: well, it would just it'd be it take place in that world. It'd be a whole different set of characters dealing with a whole oh. bunch of different set of problems. Apparently, I mean, they're still working on it, but yet you wouldn't so you wouldn't have people going, "Well, that's not how it happened in the book." You know, watching oh, the I show see. that I like that type of idea. There won't be of of the potential of telling these types of stories in that world, but there not being all of this controversy or whatever from fans of the comic book and fans of the show and 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 no spoilers you know no potential spoilers for <laughs> for what could be happening from people that have read the book uh, i like that
2: is um, it going to be in georgia still no
0: who oh. knows where it'll be They're, apparently they were they'll probably film it there but who knows where it it'll, something else where it'll yeah. be uh where it'll be set
1: i uh, just don't see how they can come i mean If they can come up with something that is completely different within that same world, then, you know, maybe I can see it working. You know, if maybe they do something like the immediate aftermath of, like, when it started, um, and you can kind of see how the world goes from, like, a whole human world, and then, you know, shifts into what it is now, um, maybe that would work. But I just... I just can't see how it would be that much different than humans being threatened by zombies and other humans. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure there could be different characters, but I don't know. It's interesting. I have Twitter up and, um, Kurt Sutter just put that it's basically going to be that this will be the end of the franchise, that their greed is going to cause the end of the walking dead franchise from being successful.
0: I mean, well, it, it could, I mean, it, it could, uh, watered down some. Plus, they've already started doing longer and longer seasons of the original. So, uh... I don't know.
2: But, I mean, think if you think about it in terms of – I agree with Carla because even if you just put it in the context of last season, right, whenever they weren't in the prison and they were in Woodbury, I didn't care. I was like, what is this and why are we talking about these people? Go back to the prison. I want to know what's going on with Rick. Hey. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like – that stuff was boring, and it was, like, whenever—you know what I mean? So that—imagine that, that imagine a whole series. Like, oh, here's these other people in the town, they have this thing going down, and they have zombies, too. Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. If it's not Rick and Daryl and Michonne, I'm just really not a, that interested.
1: You know, the only thing that I could see that could work is if, you know, the governor kidnapped Carl, and the two <laughs> of them went off and, like, created a new Woodbury. I mean, now that might be something I'd watch or Carl starts his own town of kids, exactly. madass ass kids who, like AMC call me. The,
0: the the Walking Dead uh the psych, psycho leaders edition.
2: Right. <laughs> AMC uh kid kid edition, edition yeah. like Chef's kids. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh next uh, quickly uh CBS has renewed Big Brother for a 16th season which uh I don't care. I haven't watched any of the previous 15, but uh it'll be back next summer and uh fox has announced that uh, they are moving uh, the premiere of their new comedy enlisted uh to January 10th. Uh it was scheduled to uh, premiere uh in November uh with Raising Hope on Fridays and while that was sort of a a weird spot for it to be and while I like I really like Raising Hope and I really liked Enlisted, I don't know that how well they paired up uh Enlisted just seems like the show that should be paired up with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> right. <laughs> to me, uh, that's one of those things that uh, Fox is, uh, you know, maybe, maybe. <laughs>
1: maybe that's what they're really yeah, doing is yeah. waiting for dads to fail. Yeah. And...
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe that's that's what will happen is by the time January rolls around, it won't be premiering on Friday in Januarys either. <laughs> It'll be moving to Tuesdays. Uh, but uh, I don't know.
1: Though so I'm one that I want dads to be like a ratings like I want it to do awesome ratings. <laughs> Why? I want it to be like the number one new comedy of the year.
0: Why would you want such a thing? Well I I have this feeling that tomorrow night, uh, as we are recording this on a Monday, it premieres tomorrow night, that given how bad everybody has said that it is, I think there's there'll be there might be an extra curiosity factor a. That might get it. Plus, there being not a whole lot else at premiering a week early uh, from a lot of stuff, uh, people might check it out. But I think it'll be interesting to see how it does from week one to week two uh, when there'll be an inevitable drop off, but yet also it'll be a full slate of competition (laughs) next week. (laughs) And the second episode doesn't get any better. It is, it is just a waste of a very talented <laughs> cast. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I mean, the whole second episode revolves around pot brownies and, and the whole thing was, there was nothing like clever about it. It, it felt like bad versions of things that you had seen. Uh, On better shows. Be, yeah. Before, like there's a, there's a, a circle of them after all having eaten the brownies. And I was just like, yeah, this is not that 70s show where the jokes were funny when they went around the circle, you know, type of thing. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was the, yeah, the, the main problem is, is yeah, there's a, a lot of, you know, there's sort of, they go for the easy sort of racial stereotype or, or, you know, age joke or whatever. And, but with no, that doesn't feel like there's a, there's a point to it. Like they're not trying to tell you something about these people, or or about that, you know, those types of things, or whatever. It just feels like they're going for the easy, lazy joke. Yeah. But again, why are we talking about dads when it's uh, the CW fall preview? So let's get let's get to that.
2: <laughs> well, one more thing on the Fox thing. I think it's interesting that that Jeff Stultz is yet again being pushed to the midseason. He's there's something about him and and network TV where they just go. Put him in the winter. <laughs> yeah. People like him. He keeps getting shows that don't last beyond a season, but yeah. he just always seems to roll out in mid Of course, Fox is in that show.
0: Well, at mid I hope that enlisted does well because I, I like that. I hope that it continues to uh to be as you know, and build on a pretty solid pilot. And mm-hmm. uh, I really liked the uh, about a boy on NBC. Oh, that's I think I think so that good. could be good. That. But the stars yeah. of both of those shows seem to be guys that just can't seem to get a show going. The mid-season guys, yeah. man. So, so if, if these fail, my, <laughs> my idea is to put them both in the same show for yes. next year. <laughs>
2: and sell it to, over, to the people overseas. So we never see it, and
1: then they do have a chance. What was that? My phone, Sorry. <laughs>
0: That's the uh, the musical cue to move to the CW. Move on, <laughs> move on, <laughs> <To>, young <laughs> and
2: fresh. F- fall Thank preview.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> we'll uh, take a look. We're going to take a look at the CW, uh, what what they've got coming for a uh, fall 2013. Uh, we'll go over each day and uh, talk a little bit about their shows, and then uh, uh, give some overall thoughts on their schedule, and maybe talk a little bit about a couple of their midseason shows. And uh, we'll start off with uh, Mondays, since that's where they start off. They don't have any Sunday programming. And uh, the CW Mondays will be uh, Heart of Dixie, followed by uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, both starting on October seventh. So, uh, Miki, we'll start with you. Uh, <laughs> what about uh, the? What about? What about Heart of Dixie or Beauty and the Beast? Will you be watching either of those?
2: No. I'm shocked that Heart of Dixie and, and Beauty and the Beast like, that CW brought them back and yet I'm not because they don't have anything else but I don't, I can't watch either of those shows so perhaps Carla will have something more constructive to say than I don't like it and you know will pull her arms but that's how I feel that is sadly just how I feel
0: <laughs> how about you Carla?
1: I watch both I will continue I think to watch both um I don't Heart of Dixie was one is a show that um you know last season I kept watching it but it wasn't it was missing something I don't know I still haven't been able to figure out what um maybe it has to do with the fact that you know that the love triangle kind of was all messed up last season so now it'll be interesting to see with some of the new characters that are coming in and with um they they all kind of went their own way over the summer so when they come back together maybe there'll be some dynamic that's more engaging i don't know so we'll see i'll i'll watch the first few episodes and kind of go from there um beauty and the beast i really like um it got better throughout last season and more mythology based as far as about Vincent and how he became a beast and her mother and now her father slash real father story is kind of at play. So um I'm really intrigued to see where they go with that. And now there's gonna be a new beast. Um well mm-hmm. or, or Vincent is going to come back a new beast because um Mirfield has been doing experiments on him after he was captured. And so that'll be interesting to see, you know, what this new beast is like.
0: So is it going to be Beauty and the Beast now even beastier? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or is that that what they're going for?
1: I think so. And I did find out one of the questions that I – at Comic-Con I asked the producers, which – they were actually kind of like, oh, we hadn't really thought about it. But I was one irritate I really had about the finale was that Mirfield like captures Vincent, who's supposed to be like this invincible beast, right? And they capture him in this like netting. So yeah, I'm like, why didn't he just like tear the netting apart?
0: Yeah. What was that made out, out of? Beastly
1: nails. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's that's what I want to you know? know what that I want to know what that netting was made out of because I had didn't to... <laughs>
1: like seem like any special netting or anything. And so they're like, oh well, you know, it's a They have, you know, they know his strength. So it's some super, whatever. They're like, we may have to make a comment about that. So it'll be interesting to see if they do throw that in <laughs> at some point. But I was like, why doesn't he just like tear it open? It was, that was kind of an irritant, but I'm looking, um, I'm looking forward to seeing where that show goes.
0: Yeah. I, I have to say it did get better over the course of the first season, but that's not saying a whole lot uh, <laughs> considering where it started from. Uh, and yeah, Heart, I like Heart of Dixie. I like a lot of the characters and that, you know, the sort of the small town fun that they have. Uh, but I think uh, the problem is, is they—I don't know—they sort of moved into the love of like Pentagon or something. I don't know. There was way more than a triangle. There, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think a, a square would cover it. There was of of the different things that they brought in. So maybe if they go back and simplify and and that there's also like multiple versions of those triangle type things going in the <laughs> in the show too so maybe if they uh, you know i don't know simplify some of those uh, but i i still find the fun stuff being you know the the wacky events that they have in the town and and all yeah, that, like that all that stuff uh, so uh
1: except the one in the finale that drove me crazy when they went with the alligator thing and they all got together in their car and went to I that went off the rails for me <laughs> that was like that was one of the first times I was like come on seriously like really that was just... the first time you said that, that show? you are awesome <laughs> well trust me I mean like I have I'm a very forgiving when I watch television shows. I <laughs> I I'm the type of person when I I'm like okay, I'm living in the world that the creators created and if they have rules and parameters of what is and isn't acceptable, I'll live within that world. Okay. But that was just absolutely like insanely ridiculous and not even funny. I just even for listening-
0: the even for the world that they had set up.
1: Exactly. For the world that they said, I'm like, come on, Levon, really? Like, (laughs) these people are going to follow you and go do this whatever that you're... um, No. I don't know. It was just, I didn't care for that. But the whole, like, Zoe, you know, Wade, George thing, like, I liked when Zoe and Wade were actually together, but yet there was still kind of that Zoe-George tension. I didn't mind that she was with him. I mean, their breakup was annoying because it was stupid. I mean, the whole thing that... Wade did just, there was not really a lot of basis for it, but sure, okay, whatever. So I don't know. I'll be, it'll be interesting to see when they all get back together.
0: <laughs> all right. A, Car- Carla Day watching TV, so you don't have to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or at least Beauty and the be. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we'll move on to Tuesdays. Uh, Tuesdays, uh, the CWs will have, uh, it'll be the Originals followed by uh, Supernatural as of uh, October 8th. Uh, but the originals will uh premiere after uh the vampire diaries on the 3rd and then starting on the We're 8th today. it'll be on and then on starting on the 8th it'll be on Tuesdays which will be its regular night so start with you this time uh carlo what about uh the originals or supernatural
1: I'm looking forward to the originals uh you know at first I wasn't quite sure what I- what to make of the fact that they were doing this spinoff. And I was disappointed that, you know, the originals were going to be leaving Vampire Diaries and Mystic Fall and go to New Orleans. But, um, now after having seen like the backdoor pilot episode 20 last season, I, or 21, whatever it was, um, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a little darker, more serious than the Vampire Diaries, a little less like, teenage angsty which I'm looking forward to um, more like of an adult show and uh, you know the Love triangle on Vampire Diaries drives me crazy so it, it it they're not it doesn't sound like they're going to be doing that in the originals so I'm um, looking forward to that New Orleans of Klaus I love Klaus and I just I don't know I just really I'm looking forward to it and the smile. On oh my gosh, what's his Davis? Charles, Charles, Charles Davis, Davis. Charles Michael Davis. Just the smiley uh, pants. I mean even when I'm, oh mad, my God. I'm smiling at you.
2: I'm like, okay, enough with the smile. He I mean <laughs> Enough I with the smile. I mean his teeth smile. are beautiful, but enough with the smile. Seriously.
1: Yeah. So uh so I'm looking forward to that. And then um afterwards Supernatural. You know, that show's been on now it seems like forever and it's interesting you know i think we're in season nine now and people thought it would end after season five and you know season five was a really good place for it to have ended but they've done a lot they've done a lot of good stuff since then um i'm looking forward to this season because the angels are falling from heaven um there's somehow you know jim beaver's gonna be back in some mysterious way that makes sense and if it makes (laughs) sense i'll be all for it if it doesn't make sense then i'll be really irritated because i'm tired of these shows killing people off and then bringing them back just for the heck of bringing them back um and Cass is going to be human i mean come on there can't be anything more comic relief than a human Cass. so it'll be interesting to see and the boys aren't bad to look at (laughs) (laughs) for their sack
0: what about you, Makisha?
1: I'm I'm with Carla, I
2: can do it Tuesday night as an eye candy fest Um, (laughs) as long as Charles Michael Davis tones down the smiling, seriously but um, I like the originals, I was surprised I don't typically like shows like that I like vampire shows but not like that and I actually enjoyed it I was confused as to why if Klaus and Elijah and Rebecca are siblings, why they have three different accents. And I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are so are they originally from New Orleans? It was very... I, they were a little hazy on that part, but I know they all lived there at one point, and apparently... While living there a hundred years ago or so, whatever, Rebecca picked up a Southern accent that the other two didn't. Meanwhile, Klaus kind of has this British accent, and Elijah sounds like he's from the Midwest or perhaps Seattle. I don't know. It just seems like they, if they were siblings, they weren't. They didn't grow up together, but they say they did. So, um,
1: well, they're like a thousand years old, though. So, so they picked, picked up these accents. accents shipped it. I don't over the-
0: <laughs> Yeah, they've just they've they spent a lot of time.
1: In various different, parts in various of the different world. places,
0: and they picked up those accents there. Uh.
1: Though I think they have them in the flashbacks too, so I guess yeah, that doesn't really work. No, <laughs> I never, I never even thought about it.
2: Yeah, the actress who plays Rebecca is uh, from Australia, and right. then the actor who plays Klaus is British. And then Elijah was born in New Zealand, but raised in Canada. So you're going to hear a lot of accents. I'm <laughs> not trying to figure out where the actual characters are from, but I don't, you know, don't let that get in the way of the story, of course, because overall I enjoyed it. It was very entertaining as long as you don't focus on that. Details, you know,
0: yeah. details.
2: <laughs> I also love that apparently New Orleans is like the is hotbed of supernatural energy, um, True Blood sort of was in there in, in Louisiana, but they they spent a season in New Orleans. Uh, American Horror Story is going to be there this coming season. Uh, Haunted Hathaways, which is a lighter, ghostly show on Nickelodeon, <laughs> is also in New Orleans. So, um, and now the original. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, is, you know, what's going on? <laughs> is everybody like, do we have a supernatural show? Can we base it in New Orleans? I think they're, I mean, I know they could get a tax cut for that. But I don't really know in these inst- in all of these shows how much of it. I know with American Horror Story, they actually are shooting in New Orleans. But I don't know about uh, the originals. But it's just interesting to me that everything is coming out of New Orleans right now. A lot.
1: Anyway. That's one thing I'll be interested on that is to see. Because they're not filming it in New Orleans. They're filming it in Atlanta, okay. Vampire Diaries is. So I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to get that New Orleans feel out of Atlanta. I mean, I know they're doing some pickups and that, and they'll do some shooting in New Orleans. So may, hopefully, some exteriors. You know, I notice, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully they'll do enough there that it'll really have You'll that like feel. It.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah that that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Um, I like the extended pilot for the originals because it added in some extra information that actually made. You go, oh, okay, so that's <laughs> how they're going to build a series <laughs> uh, out of it, because in the you know the backdoor pilot as part of the Vampire Diaries, they spend like you know a quarter or or more of the show actually with Vampire Diaries characters and stuff like that, and so they replaced all that stuff with actual stuff happening <laughs> uh, with the original stuff, um, the, but. The thing I haven't heard is, is what they're gonna play after the Vampire Diaries. Is that going to be the extended cut of the premiere, and then of you know, so it'll be sort of what you've already seen before, but but the extended version, or
1: you talking about on October third? Yeah. On October 3rd, it's a new it's a new episode, so it'll be 101, episode 101 of um, the originals. And it takes place concurrently with what happened in the backdoor pilot that was on the vampire diaries. So it's the same time period, but it's all from Elijah's point of view. So it so basically it gives more um, in-depth Information about what was going on in New Orleans during that time. And it highlights Elijah, which, you know, where <laughs> Dan Jilly's on TV is fine by me. Yeah,
2: I liked him. I really like him.
0: Well, he's always, he, he, of the originals, uh, he's, you know, he's kind of the, I, I've always liked him better than, you know, like Klaus.
2: I like him and, better uh, than Klaus, too.
0: <laughs> I actually like the prospects of the originals not being on the Vampire Diaries.
1: Yes, I do too. Because
0: that that seemed to have long since... They've gone through all these things where they, they create these big bats and then they get rid of them, but then they created this one who's can't be killed. There's only like one way really to get rid of him, but yet they attach killing off a good portion of the vampire race with that. So, you know, uh, it made him... Be this big bad that you couldn't ever get rid of, really. And so the idea that he's just like, ah, I'm tired of this town. I'm going to go over here. I kind of like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> because they can deal with other things on on Vampire Diaries.
1: Right. There's also going to be flashbacks in that episode. So we'll get to go back and see them um, either... Before they got turned to vampires or shortly after, before they split up back in the day, like thousands of years ago or whenever it was. Because there's scenes with their father in the flashback.
0: All right. Well, that's uh, (laughs) Tuesdays, and we'll move on to uh, Wednesday, uh, where uh, CW has uh, the second season of Arrow, and that'll be followed by new show, uh, The Tomorrow People. Uh, both uh, starting up on October 9th. So Carla, what about Wednesdays?
1: Um very excited, love Arrow and if they can build on the last handful six episodes um and then particularly the last two episodes of season 1 and kind of take the intensity of those and um, continue them throughout the second season, I think it will be even better than the first season. Um, I also am interested to see the transformation of Arrow, um, or I'm sorry, of Oliver um, from being the hood to being Green Arrow and going from a vigilante to being a hero. Um, You know, you have Flash coming, which will be interesting, and Summer Glau is going to be on, and they have a lot of really good uh, guest stars going to be coming on and playing kind of some villains. Um, so I'm really excited about Arrow. And then Tomorrow People was is one of my favorite new pilots or new shows that are going to be on this season. Uh, I really like the idea of kind of these um, humans that have evolved to have some kind of um, special powers of some sort. And then the twist that is kind of like at the end of the pilot, which I won't give away. But um, I found like... I was enjoying the show, and then when that happened, I was, like, hooked to kind of see how that all kind of plays out. I don't want to really kind of say what it is, but, um, you know, the dueling sides between um, those who have powers, those who want to eliminate those with powers, and then how they're intertwined, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out if they kind of maintain your initial beliefs or if they get swayed and then who picks which side and where they end up.
0: How about you, Makisha?
1: Yeah,
2: I, I really like this lineup. I mean, in part because you have the male cousins, Steven on Arrow and then Robbie on the Tomorrow People. If you notice the resemblance, that's why they're cousins. And I, I really like the Tomorrow People. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. And I, I think it just sort of was reminiscent of uh, why I liked uh, X- the X Men and storylines like that, sort of how super, you know superhuman people interact with regular old human people, and you know sort of that world, and him being in high school, like all that stuff, I actually thought really was a lot of fun to watch. And and and, and I'm with Carla; I love the twists uh, that they throw in there, and um, I'm excited about Arrow coming back. I can't wait to see you know what other superheroes join this world, and it's just is I think those that. I would argue is probably this is the like CW's best night in terms of uh, fanboys and girls, and just attracting a, a whole different audience, perhaps, and just you know, legitimizing itself as as a network with with actual programming.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the night that they can do that with, and I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I like it.
0: Yeah, I I, I think the two shows I think uh, pair up really nicely, mm-hmm. uh, and. I'm I'm interested to see where they go in Arrow. Part of what I really liked about the first season of Arrow is that they, is that it stayed sort of grounded that there, the idea that there wasn't going to be any superpowers in this world, you know, sort of appealed to me. And so I'm interested to see how they break out of that and how much that changes the show. Uh, if any, with, you know, adding a character like the flash and, and so I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. Plus they've, I don't know that the, there's been so many announcements about arrow that you just go, what is the show? I'm very interested to see what the show is going to be uh, in the second season. Cause it was one of my favorite of the new pilots last year. And I think it, the show yeah. got stronger uh, over the course of the season. And uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that these types of changes don't, change it for the worse, you know, right. that they change it for the better. And then um the Tomorrow People, I really liked it. I, as both of you sort of mentioned, I, the way that it ends, I like that it went against what your initial expectation for a show like this might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like <laughs> that uh, element. So it made me, I'm already... Going to, I'm already going to be interested in a show with people with abilities, you know, unless it's just completely, you know, uh, it's it's got to be like really, really bad, uh, you know, for, for me not to be, you know, not to be interested in it. So, but when you take that and you throw in a couple of extra elements that are different than where you think something like that might go, that made me even more interested to watch, you know, I want to, I definitely want to see... You know the the next episode to see how things continue to play out.
2: Yeah, that's definitely one of those. that I'm like, OK, I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see episode two because I want to make sure that they live up to what you hope it's going to be once you see how the first episode plays out.
0: Yeah, there's there's shows that uh, there's shows that are good, and you're like, oh, I might watch that, or oh, that could develop into something really good, or you know, whatever. And obviously, then there's the shows on the other side. Uh, of of the spectrum but then there's the show there's the shows that end in such a way where you want the next episode now and yeah <laughs> on the you know sort of on the drama side of things i for the fall uh it would you know it would probably ap- appear up there at the towards the top uh i guess but uh but yet it it definitely had that type of ending where you you're like oh man and <laughs> and as we've noted here before, you know sort of the uh uh you know hashtag t v blogger problems <laughs> when you watch it in June <laughs> and the next episode's not gonna be till october yeah uh that's uh, uh people are. You can. They're, I'm sure they're tearing up right now just thinking about how, how sad that is for us.
2: I know. They can <laughs> sponsor a TV blogger with just 10 cents a day if you, if you really care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's still a problem. It might be a TV blogger problem, but that's you know, real for us. <laughs> uh,
0: yes. Okay. So I think that's probably right. Uh, probably the strongest uh, overall night. And also with uh, sort of the other types of things that are on that night as well. I think it's uh it has a chance to have, be a really good night for, uh, for the CW. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll move on to uh, Thursdays, uh, Thursdays, which will be uh, the vampire diaries. And that'll be followed by a new show uh, rain uh, vampire diaries. premieres on October 3rd and rain shows up a couple of weeks later. Cause as I previously mentioned on uh, the the third. I'm not sure what the heck they're doing on the 10th, but <laughs> on that night. But apparently, uh, rain doesn't show up until the 17th. Hmm. So, Mikisha, what about Thursdays?
2: I, I like that. I think that that if I you know, I'd have to say another night that would attract a completely, wholly different audience than the Wednesday night lineup, which I guess is 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 obviously more fangirl and boy, but not just fanboy, but but more in that direction. I would argue. Thursday night is definitely chick-friendly. You got everybody's favorite vampire show right now and paired up with the costume drama, which I really enjoy. It was historically based. Not that historically accurate perhaps, but (laughs) definitely definitely historically based. Yeah, sort of Uh, the uh,
0: based on – Based on events or you know, based right. on people,
2: <laughs> one Days of those things from true life. Sometimes, yeah.
0: you know what I mean. Like, yeah, one of those movies that says "based on true events," but we've completely rewritten it so that it makes for an even more interesting movie type
2: right. of thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So they took a historical figure and then did whatever they wanted to, basically, with her. But I, I, I still like the the whole Mary Queen of Scots thing. It's fascinating to me because you know, every everybody loves. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, and she sort of is the anti-Queen Elizabeth, So, but somehow in watching the pilot, they make you like her because she's the younger version of Mary Queen of Scots, and so I love that part of it. I I really like Adelaide Kane. I thought she was very Eliza Dushku-esque and and she's fun to watch in that role. I did, however, feel sorry for the CW because it seemed like a lot of the costuming came from Forever Twenty One or some other sort of discount store instead of uh, the quality of costumes you see on shows like The Borges or or you know The Tudors. And I know the CW doesn't have the budget of Showtime or 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 you know even the White Queen on Stars and BBC that they did together, but it's still sort of unfortunate that they couldn't get better costumes together for, for rain. But other than that, if you want to move beyond like sort of how, um, not as, as ornate the clothes are or costuming is, um, it's, it's, it was pretty good. I thought it was a good drama.
0: How about you, Carla?
1: I, I didn't like rain the first time I watched it. I did like it the second time I watched it. And I think it's because I was taken so out of that world. The first time I watched it, because like, there's modern music in it, and it even though it takes place, you know, a bazillion years ago, it had modern tendencies to it. Um, I mean, come on, there's, like – and it'll be interesting to see if this isn't – we are getting a new um, version of the pilot, so there could be changes. But, I mean, like, the scene in the hallway with the girl <laughs> by herself, I mean – like, things like that just didn't really um it just it pulled me out of that world but then when I watched it the second time I really was drawn in and I saw what they were I because I kind of knew what was going to happen I didn't let the music distract me and in fact it actually complemented what was going on if you kind of like thought of it in a Knight's Tales kind of way um and Eileen Kane was amazing. I mean, I from the first time she was on the screen, I was mesmerized by her as Mary Queen of Scots. I mean, she she is definitely the highlight of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still not quite sure about the whole like love triangle thing that they're trying to do. But um, The Love where? Right. Well, there's Mary Queen of Scots, and, the, and then Prince. Francis and then bash. Right. And then doesn't
2: he have the prince has a girl on the side too or something?
1: Well, from what I understand, no, he doesn't though. You're led to believe that he might. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but based on the interviews that I did, it doesn't sound like that is an issue really. And that it's not necessarily what you think it might be. So I don't, I don't know if that's true But that's what When I spoke with um, The actor who plays Prince Francis um, Toby Rigbeau, He said that It's not all as it seems So I don't know what that means
2: But all he, those actors say that for pilots It's not all yeah. as it seems I mean I think they have to so, Contractually say That it's not all <laughs> as, as it seems Because they don't want to do too much But I know what you mean I know you actually Yeah
1: don't. so I don't know I, I don't think that it's whoever if he is with someone else it's not romantic in nature for sure i'm i'm pretty sure but i'm not even sure that when you think that he's with somebody else that he really is i mean i could totally be wrong but that's kind of what i read into what he said but um i kind of think that it's more that you know the her being pulled between the two guys But I don't know. There's a lot... I really liked it, but there's a lot of really unexpected stuff that happens. I mean, someone dies in the first episode. Um, A few people, actually. Yeah. But one in particular that really kind of shocked me. Yeah. Um, And the sex in it was, like, more pay cable than... CW, I thought, <laughs> at times. I mean, Really? I think
2: uh, the Gossip Girl, they're trying to, I, mean, I think they're trying to bring back that Gossip Gossip Girl steaminess because they went
1: there. Oh, well, see, I never watched Gossip Girl, so they Oh, it was why. pretty Sex and a City-ish. Okay.
0: This is, uh, yeah, Rain, if if the the idea of a 17th century Gossip Girl appeals to you, then, uh...
1: Then that's by, what this <laughs> is. By
0: all means, tune in. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, and
1: then... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah,
0: well, that's uh just well, just for me, as I mentioned, I'll be watching Vampire Diaries. I'm interested to see where they go now that the originals have left uh, with that show, especially since like the way that the the season ended was just like <laughs> completely nuts, even for that show uh, <laughs> so uh, I, a lot I'm interested to see uh where they go with that, and then uh rain was uh interesting. Uh, it, it did have that sort of knight's tale, a knight's tale type of flair with the modern music, with the you know historical drama type of thing. Uh, there, there are some good performances in it. Um, I, I just don't know. Is you know, I'm not. I'm obviously not the uh, target demographic for, no, <laughs> for the show. You're not. Uh, you don't
2: shop at Forever Twenty One, do
1: you? Agent <laughs> M? H&M? No. Wait.
0: How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's where I,
1: you got that outfit. I saw you in a comic. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, where did Jason find that? Yeah.
0: I'm gonna have to get a better disguise when I go shopping. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I don't know. I I mean I may watch another episode or two just to see uh I'm I'm definitely interested to see the like final edition of of that pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh to to see, you know, how things change up, you know, sort and, you know, final music cuts and things like that. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's Thursdays and we'll move on to Friday, which will be, uh, the Carrie diaries. And, uh, that'll be followed by presently, uh, America's next top model, which started back on, uh, back in August. Uh, and Carrie diaries, uh, shows up as of October 25th. Hmm. So, uh, Carla, what about uh, Fridays?
1: Yeah, I'll be um, watching another channel. That night. <laughs> That's the only night I won't be watching the CW. Um, I just never, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll go back and watch the last six episodes of Carrie Diaries that I haven't seen. It might only be four, but it's something like that. I just, um, I cannot connect the Carrie Bradshaw that's in the Carrie Diaries with the Carrie that was in um, Sex in the City at all. And that disconnect just drives me crazy when I'm trying to watch the show. I can't overcome that for some reason. I know a lot of people can, but actually watching the Carrie Diaries makes me really hate the Carrie Bradshaw that wa- Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> that was in Sex in the City. Cause I'm like, she was such a nice sweet person. Yeah, what happened yeah, to what, her? What happened
0: to her over there? <laughs> what
1: the the... happened to her? Yeah. I just, you know, I loved the New 80s York 80s happened to her. Stuff. It's rough yeah. city <laughs> There should be like a show, what happened to her? Um, I loved the eighties <laughs> stuff. Like when I was first watching it, I loved the 80s music and, you know, I grew up kind of in the 80s and, but I just, I don't know. I just couldn't really get into it. I was hoping it'd get canceled so I wouldn't have to watch the rest, but we'll see. I thought it wasn't, I thought it was a mid-season show, to be honest. I didn't even know it was coming back.
0: Yeah. How how about you, Makisha?
1: (laughs) My, I don't
2: have the same disdain that Carla does. I thought it was just fun. <laughs> it's just, it's cotton candy, man. I don't expect much from it. I don't even try to connect the two because the math doesn't add up. So if you think about the time difference between how Carrie's supposed to be in the Carrie Diaries and how she's supposed to be on the, on Sex and the City, you're like, that doesn't. And then they're bringing some math and you're like, that definitely the math doesn't add up with that. <laughs> But you know what? Don't think about that. Just like the accents on the, on on the originals, don't yeah. quite add up. Don't think about the ad, the bath or like sort of the personalities of the people who they bring on or or the existing carry or the carry that we knew before. If you don't think about any of that stuff, then you can enjoy it. That's what
1: I, I wish think. they would have just come out with like the Rebecca Diaries. Like if it was like cool. the Rebecca Diaries, I probably would have watched. Like. Some chick named Rebecca that was like not connected. <laughs> she could be the exact same just not tied to sex in the city. I think I would have liked it. I don't know. Well,
0: you just have to think of it as more of a genre show and that something happened and
1: A genre you, show yeah, What kind and, of genre and that you
0: time traveled back and this is an alternate reality for uh,
1: Right. For, totally.
0: <laughs> for that character. <laughs> Somebody went okay, back well, in time and set her not on a new to path. Now you mentioned
1: it that way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the faux the, the faux carry yeah.
2: yeah because I mean like I said if you try to put that carry this young cute fresh face smaller nose carry into that <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker reality it doesn't add up because she didn't you know Sarah Jessica Parker's carry could not care less about having a family I never mentioned I haven't heard her mentioned having a sister or a dad or You know, I mean, like she just sort of these characters, with the exception of Miranda within Sex and the City, were hatched. They didn't they didn't have family. They just sort of just became to be and lived in New York and became these fabulous or not so fabulous people. And and with Carrie Diaries, there's actually like connections to things (laughs) behind your friends and shoes. And that's fine, too. But like I said, you kind of have to treat it as a whole separate thing. You can't look at it as like an actual prequel. Because then it
0: won't make sense.
2: <laughs> you just look at it like an independent show that happens to have the same world and same names, then you're fine.
0: Yes, or in the early 90s, there was something really, really bad that happened.
2: Well, yeah. We, 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 if you watch Sex in the City, you know some stuff happened to Carrie. Like, there was a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, in addition to her just being a New Yorker, like stuff happened. But you can't look at her as that you can't look at those two shows It's really connected. It's almost like it's almost like The Carrie Diaries is like Carrie's little adopted sister or something like that. Then <laughs> if you look at it like that, you're like, "Oh, this is great." Yeah. So, don't don't look at it like that. Carla, you you're you're being too too worldly.
0: Or, or see the or the thing is as you look at it is uh in the later the later Sex and the City is that somebody came in and got rid of the original Carrie and the Carrie in the Sex in the City is an imposter from the original. <laughs> she just she's
2: an identity theft. Yeah, she, she,
0: she, she just took over her life Harry. and
2: uh, yeah, it's a very Mr. Talented Mr. Ripley.
0: Very. Yeah,
1: yeah look at her like that, Carla. Then then you'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll stick to watching Strike Back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I probably I probably won't be wa- I probably won't be watching uh, the the Carrie Diaries. I I really uh, liked. Really, the, yeah, well, I really liked the pilot. Uh, I liked the whole '80s aspect. I think they did a really good job of sort of recreating that era without totally going, "Hey, look at us—we're in the '80s." It felt, uh, you know, it felt like they did a really good job with that, and that was the type—that was more of the type of thing that interested me in watching the show. Uh, really, uh, was watching that, and so over. The first few episodes, that became, like, not enough you know, to, like, keep watching the show with all the other things. And, you know, pretty soon I was behind and it just got dropped. Then it was, you know, it just became too far behind uh, and too many other things, too many new things coming that it's just, you know, not for me.
2: You know what I liked? I liked the Saturday Night Live parody of it with the sopranos in the eighties. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: brilliant. All right. Well, that'll uh, that'll wrap up our uh, look at the CW. There, since they don't have programming on Sundays <laughs> or Saturdays.
2: Uh, <laughs> Remember when I used to have? A sh- they had a show on Sundays. Remember that?
0: Yeah. The, the, I think. Well, when they even when they first merged. Didn't the first year of the CW they tried to do Sundays?
2: First couple years I think yeah. they had Sundays. But then they were like, Wait a minute, how much is this?
0: And they were like, No, I'll get rid of it. Yeah
2: uh, Well
1: they, they they subcontracted out this those shows on yeah that, Sundays, that was so the they <laughs> weren't they weren't actually CW shows. They some third party paid to program those. No, they had an original CW show that was like
2: about some show and it was like about some family in South Africa or something. I mean it didn't last.
0: Well yeah, there that was, was like- there was that one too, but there was also a couple like uh, the Christopher Palaha show with the where he was uh the Val- something about Valentine's or something or, <laughs> or whatever that was. Uh and uh, there was one of his one of his mini shows that he's he's another guy that has gone through a, lot, yeah. <laughs> a, a yeah. lot of shows. Uh but yeah, they had a couple of shows like that that were produced by another you know another company and uh yeah that that sunday night stuff didn't work out uh but but overall uh mikesha what do you think of uh of sort of the the cw's offerings going into 2013
2: i think overall is stronger than it is weak <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so three out of like sort of three out of five days they're they're doing pretty well.
2: Yes. That is a better paraphrasing of what I just said. Three out of five. Thumbs up. Three out of five thumbs. Or some three out of five stars yeah. or something. I don't you know work with that. But three you know what
0: three I mean. thumbs up or something?
2: Three out of five thumbs up yeah. for other people's thumbs. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that if compared to past years, i've seen worse from them. So, this isn't bad. 3 3 out of 5 ain't bad, man. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, i have to say they don't have uh they don't have that one show that is just extremely bad like from the get go. Right. Uh they i mean there's people that have, you know, problems with rain or you know, I, I you hear sort of some good, some bad, but there doesn't seem to be a universally hated show like, out of their new offerings this year, which is no uh, for them. I at think at least a, not for the fall. Yeah, well, we're talking a, about
2: Missy's later, right? But yeah. not the fall.
0: Is, uh, no. but I think that's a step in the right direction for them. Yeah. You know, sort of. Uh, what do you, What do you think, Carla?
1: I think this is the strongest new lineup that they've put out in a while rain i think will be the show the new show that'll be most um questionable i'm not sure how well it pairs with the vampire diaries but i think it's one of the better pairings that they've had over the last few years um you know if they can draw kind of the people that are watching the vampire diaries for the love triangle stuff versus you know i'm not sure that they will the people that watch it for the genre side of it um mondays i think is their weakest night probably but tuesday is strong wednesday's strong well friday's definitely their weakest i guess should, i should say but i don't i don't really consider their friday to really be um a contender <laughs> yeah they've never really programmed friday strongly no um i mean nikita was an awesome show and i think nikita is actually better fit for friday than Carrie diaries maybe but um did you watch nikita last season because yes. that was hot oh, trash. I liked it. So you know hot trash. It'll be interesting that you know they do still have six episodes of Nikita to put sometime this fall. So if something falters, they have something to put in there. Um but yeah, I would say Friday's the weakest. Monday, you know, yeah. You know, it's kind of those are both shows that'll be like kind of like I could watch or if I don't, it's not like the end of the world. But then Tuesday and Wednesdays and Thursday are all pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Three out of five. None of them do I – I I mean, to be honest, if I had to say what do I think most likely would be canceled for next season, I I don't know. I probably would say, like, Carrie Diaries barely made it on the schedule this season, and I don't think being on Friday is going to be any help to them. Good point. This season.
0: Yeah, especially when they have things like spinning off the Flash and stuff like that where – they're they're expanding into. They're gonna have they're gonna have like uh, either the the chick shows or the superhero shows like that'll be like that's their,
1: what the
2: cw does well yeah yeah that's that is I mean and what's wrong with that but I think when they try to get too creative or too ambitious it comes back and bites them as is the case with Carrie Diaries it's just no.
1: It'll be interesting. I mean, like, Beauty and the Beast was on kind of – was also kind of borderline show, and I don't think Heart of Dixie is going to be a good lead. I mean, I don't think it's a bad lead-in for it, but I don't think Heart of Dixie is going to help Beauty and the Beast get stronger in its viewership this season. The big thing will be is, you know, it has really strong fan base, so if those fans got people to catch up over the summer – You know, it could be in a better position than like Heart of Dixie or Carrie Diaries, which I was surprised that they that the CW didn't do more promotion over the summer to get people to catch up on like the Carrie Diaries and Beauty and the Beast. But be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be something that the networks are going to start doing maybe more, especially early on in the in, in a show's run of of making a first season of a show available everywhere, like just any, any old way you can get, get it out there uh, for people to, to catch up on. Cause there's been granted, you know, we're talking more cable type offerings and stuff like that, but there's been a lot of shows where like something like sons of anarchy, where the audience keeps growing, but that's because every year more and more people keep hearing about it and have plenty of opportunities to catch up on things like netflix and stuff like that and then they get invested in it but don't want to wait until you know three months and or six months or something like that till that season shows up where they can watch it all at once uh so
1: scandal is another really good example that's on the network that you know it had a short first season and a lot of people caught up and then season two was awesome and they really got into social media and that and now i mean i keep seeing so many people i know who didn't watch who have caught up over the summer
2: yeah that's because they immediately and very smartly sold their syndication rights to bt and a lot of people i know a lot of people who watched season two and hadn't even seen season one which i would argue you don't even have to uh, right. Caught up on season two on BET and, and and they were like oh my god this is amazing can't wait to wait to watch season three so they were very smart I, yeah you're I'm with both of you guys in that CW needs to to cap, tap into that they're part of the they're part part of the CBS Showtime family make it work like go somewhere put something somewhere and do something
0: please because I'm interested to see how some of the things on uh, NBC work out that way NBC has put a lot of things like Revolution and past seasons of Parenthood and stuff like that have been out online or on demand uh you know full season right. to be able to to watch so i'm interested to see if that has any you know people have, if the audience sort of grows on any of those shows for uh it, it just seems like a, a a smart thing to do and uh lastly a little bit uh they've got they've announced a couple shows for uh for midseason uh CW has a show called The One Hundred and another one called uh Star Crossed.
1: It's called The Hundred?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Jason knows why I was why I said that. Yes,
0: at, at Comic Con in the <laughs> press room, they made a point to come around and tell us all that it's the hundred. Oh not, man. Not the one hundred. Did yet, they
2: breathe it into your face with hot onion breath? Yet, the yet, yet they <laughs> pretty much. <laughs>
0: Yet, instead of calling it the hundred all spelled out, they decided to change the... That's the thing, is it was originally called the hundred (laughs) with the word the and the word hundred. And then they changed it to the and the number one hundred. Which, when you see the number one hundred, you pronounce it (laughs) one (laughs) hundred. And yet they want you to call it the hundred. So, they, uh, it was... uh, yeah, it it was it was, it was one <laughs> of those things that it took me a second where I was like, "Wait, they want us to do what?" <laughs> like I was <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? But wait. Oh, okay. But yeah, but uh silly <laughs> silly name stuff aside, it's actually my favorite of the CW shows for this what? TV season.
2: I'm crazy. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I take I, it it's not I, yours? No. For several reasons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you really feel? <laughs> how, about, how about one of them? What, what is one?
2: It wastes Henry Ian Cusick's talent. <laughs> wastes his time and talent. And you're like, he's in this? What? How many payments does he own on his like own his car or something? I mean, like, it's just like, why is he in the show? That's strike one. I didn't believe that they would like send these kids off to Earth to do whatever they were doing and that these kids who've never seen the sun come off the spaceship and they're not at least like blinded by the sun a little bit. Like they're just all like, Ooh, fresh air. And they jump down and party. Like it, it's sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, sort of, it's sort of like what Carla was talking about, like when she first watched rain and it threw, <laughs> it was all like hip hoppy MTV friendly, like too current too modern. I felt like the hundred, even though this is supposed to be like in, deep into the future, right? At least a hundred years from now, at least hundred, not one hundred, uh, just hundred years from now. <laughs> <laughs> that they would have at least, like, humans would have evolved beyond this, beyond just, like, oh, we need to, our colony's gonna die, let's send these kids down to Earth and see what happens. And, like, you know, I I, I just, it just, there was so many, like, too, too many familiar tropes and cliches and you know hot boy with the girl who doesn't like she knows he likes her but they don't want to she doesn't want to do that and then the other girl likes him i mean just like what is this you know what i mean it was all like archie and veronica-esque and it was too much too much going on it too much is like all this stuff that i've seen before just none of it worked together just too much too much i did not like it
0: and star-crossed
1: I didn't like that either. It was like (laughs) I'm just hoping that neither one of those shows ever air. How
0: about you, Carla?
1: I liked the hundred. (laughs) I, I the only big um, complaint I had is when the devices stop working. For the reason that they stop working, that the adults don't. I mean, like the smart mother. Come on, she's a scientist. Doesn't even consider the fact that, oh, maybe they're not dead. Maybe they took their devices off or, you know, like that really irritated me. But maybe that'll maybe she'll come up with that as a possibility in episode two and then I'll be OK. She was the smartest, though. She kind of goes, it can't just have happened like that. And then there was no exactly right. But it's
0: like, well, they were dealing with like, her oh, being, you know, with, you know, something happening to her. For too, doing so. the thing that yeah. she did. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you're in trouble for the thing that you did yeah <laughs> there
0: were there were some there were of course there were some uh you know some elements to it that were yeah we've you, kind of seen that before or didn't quite make sense come on the
1: deer rocks. The, the deer was awesome the, the
0: things that the things there's some I things like that
1: deer. there's some I things like
0: that deer. don't make sense a little bit uh, some of it being like you've just been sent down yes you're this too is hungry? yes this is the this is the first time yeah this is the first time you've got some freedom yes i I get that, but I would think still, every top on everybody's mind would be, we need to get to where the food is supposed to be, and where
2: water don't matter when you got freedom <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. that was, <laughs> that, was the the <laughs> the, that was the one element that sort of took me out of it, but some of the other things that they set up. Uh, by the end of the episode, you
2: still like it, though, right? You still like it.
0: Yeah, some of the things that they set up by the end of the episode got me hooked, and I think you're going to be. I think over the course of the series, you're going to see more from you know like Henry and Cusick and stuff like that. You're and and what's going on in in the in the thing, but uh, you know, it, it's it's called the hundred, and you know, and they say hundred a lot. I mean, like there's a lot. very, but they start dying off quite quickly. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
2: <laughs> Henry, Henry and Cusick actually has a line that says "This basically something I'm paraphrasing nothing like we're gonna kill off hundreds we gotta do it by the book <laughs> like, what is this?
1: are you kidding with this? yeah but I do like, like the fact that that Henry plays like against like, the type not knight, a nice guy yeah I mean, well, and it's not that, well, he's not, we don't really know, but he, initially, he does not come across, like, every character that I can think of off the top of my head that he plays, has played, has been, like, kind of the lovable, like, the guy that you want to be friends with. And I liked the fact that he isn't that, at least in the pilot. You know, like, it shows a different side of him as an actor to see him kind of be kind of a meanie.
2: Yeah, and I like that. I like him as a meanie, but I felt like, why are you a meanie on this show? Go for another show.
0: Go <laughs> be a meanie somewhere <laughs> be else. Mean
1: somewhere else. Yeah. Be mean somewhere else is exactly what I thought. He gets a thinking. paycheck and he only has to work one day a week. <laughs> <laughs> he could be on
2: Castle. That's what isn't that what he wants to do? He could just be mean on Castle. I don't know. I I just I just I thought God, they're wasting him.
0: Okay, so I. Th- that'll that'll do it i think for uh, our look at the the cw uh, a little insight into some of their new shows coming and what their uh, schedule looks like and we'll move on to the primetime segment uh, we've got a couple of shows uh, first up uh, sons of anarchy season 6 episode 1 uh, straw it was the uh, the season premiere which uh had some uh, quite big events happen in the in the episode Spoiler
1: alert, do not listen if you have not watched <laughs> yeah.
0: yet yeah well as as with always if you haven't watched a show what are you doing listening to a podcast about it but
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> no sympathy from jason ladies and gentlemen well no
0: sympathy well i did have somebody one time write me an email said i can't believe you you, you spoil i'm no longer listening to X Y Z because they spoil the TV Times Three podcast because they spoiled me on X Y Z show and I was like, if you hadn't watched X Y Z episode, why were you listening to a podcast that was talking about it? That makes no sense to me. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, as with all, if you hit the primetime segment, spoilers abound. <laughs> like we didn't spoil stuff for previews in the CW <laughs> stuff, but when we're talking stuff in the primetime, spoilers. Are definitely going to come out. Speaking of such, what do you think of the school shooting ending to uh, the episode, which is seems to be the big thing everybody is uh, is talking about? Uh, start with you, Mikisha.
2: Yeah, isn't it interesting that there was the end of the episode and everybody's like, hey, it's, "It sounds anarchy. They're going too far." Are they are they right to do this? And I'm like, but what about the other stuff, like the anal rape and, like, the rape and stuff? <laughs> and the Nobody saw that part? What happened to the rest of the episode?
0: That was at the beginning, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I have, you had a hand it to him. I love that. Sons of like, look, like, like, no Vaseline. We're just coming out of the gate, like, just raw and angry and like with shootings and anal rape and a bunch of stuff. And that's how you roll. And I, you know, if you don't watch it, like you said, you don't listen to a podcast. If you don't want to hear spoilers, you don't watch Sons of Anarchy unless you you are ready for that kind of action and violence and, and realism in that particular world, realism anyway. And, and I, I, I like Sons of Anarchy for that. I'm not a huge fan of the show, but I like that they're not afraid to tackle things like that. Like I said, but I, that was just, it was fascinating to me that none of the other stuff offended people, uh, but the shooting did, uh, <laughs> but I, I liked, I love Donald Lowe. I mean, I, I pretty much have now, I've, I think officially seen him in all of his 80,000 guest starring turns this season, uh, including Vikings and, and the copper. So I love him and I love that he's making his hair and beard work for every role. So, <laughs> somehow long hair, long beard, it applies everything. So I can't wait to see when he, um, when he guest stars on *Devious Maids* as another mate. <laughs> so it's it's just it's. I love I love Sensor I, I think I, I am curious to see though where where can it go beyond this season, but um, uh, so far I like what I see with season season five, right? This is season five, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, season six.
2: Season
0: six. Next season's supposed to be the last season, so so they're they're getting towards the end now. Yeah. And, uh, so and it you... feels
1: like that, right? Yeah. It feels like they're gearing up to something.
0: Yeah. What do, What did you think, Carla?
1: Well, when I first watched it, I was in a big ballroom with people and, um, you know, watching on my computer. And when that happened, I like was just in such shock because I had no clue that it was coming. I had no idea that it was a controversial episode. Like, I mean, I saw it initially at TCA. So, um, I was just kind of like, whoa, what is going on? Um, and I was really confused, and I would and I watched tweets when it was kind of um going on to see if other people were confused because I was like, "Who is this boy right yeah. like at first, I was like, "Is it Abel?" yeah, and I was like, "No, okay, Abel was at the table, and he was younger, so it wasn't Abel. I was like, so was it when was it Opie's son?" <laughs> and so I actually like had to go back and that's when you see the one uh, the one scene where Arcadia comes out of hit the um or is going into the house and the little boys leaving or the young boy is leaving and so then you kind of realize that it wasn't that it was just nobody that we particularly know. Right. And so the first time I actually thought it was really confusing. Um, When I watched it the second time, I actually thought it was one of the most brilliant pieces of storytelling that I've seen on television in a long time. And I don't watch Breaking Bad, so, um, you know, that might be better. But um, it is (laughs) the way that the boy is 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 like interspersed within the episode is what makes the school shooting work, and makes it work within the episode. And people that are all outraged that you know Kurt Sutter did a school shooting and and think that it was gratuitous and there was no reason for it. I think they're missing the bigger picture. And I think he very very he designed very well this story of it's about the boy and that he was neglected at home. He was bullied. There's religious connotations. There's like, it was about the journey to get to the school shooting more than it was about the school shooting itself. And the fact that it worked because there's now ramifications for the son selling the guns and ramifications that should affect them for you know for the rest of their lives so I I thought that it worked really well within the scope of the show and then now with Jacks, you know he's always been trying to balance like his life in the club and his family and his boys and you know just the episode itself I thought was really well done and it it was I think it was done in a respectful and responsible way um and that now I've seen the next two episodes but um it definitely has um ramifications that go much much further so um it'll be interesting to see how it's handled throughout the rest of the season but I thought that in particular was handled really well um the anal rape I thought was really just gross (laughs) I mean and and the P-tub, I mean, to me, those two things were much more, they were, to me, they were gratuitous in sense, but yet within right, that world you that they live
2: in, they were more gratuitous, it was more gratuitous than the shooting? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, it, yeah. They, I mean, like, that yeah, they by didn't by really surface. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying sure to be
2: funny, but it was, it was almost like, if, if you've seen Pulp Fiction, it's like somebody saying, I didn't like these boxing scenes. You're like, what about the anal rape? Like, a man was raped. Yeah.
1: Um, did you miss that part? <laughs> I would just say that those two things did fit within the episode and within the world that they live in, but I don't think they were necessary whereas I think that the purpose of the school shooting was very integral to the story that's going that was and is going to be told.
0: Yeah, because they've they've always tried to hold up the sons as yes they, you know, they run guns, they, you know, they've got the 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 prostitutes and, you know, the the porno business on the side and 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 all these things, but they've always tried to play it off as to do all these things. They they still try and protect the town. You know they've especially early on in the in the show, it was that you know Charming was you know they would try and keep you know they tried to keep drugs out of the town and all right. kinds all kinds of stuff. And so, uh,
1: well, the shooting didn't happen in Charming though. Yeah, but the shooting but still, happened in Stockton.
0: But yet, still the the idea that they're that they've tried to while they do all these things, they've tried to hold up that they try and, you know, they've tried to protect uh, their town and stuff like that, that the idea that something that they've done, they're finally showing you something that happens. Uh, Cause you know that they sell guns, but you never see, you know, the gang fights and things like that for that matter, uh, you know, that are happening in other parts of, of, uh, of the state and stuff like that. And so, uh, to connect this type of event. I don't think they did it in a gratuitous way at all. Yes, it will depend on how they handle it over the course of the season. uh, But Kurt Sutter has said that it's, you know, an integral thing into what happens to the, to the sons this, you know, this season. I've seen some that don't like the way that it's handled initially uh, in like the next episode, like that it, that they handle it more as a problem, not as something, you know, sad or whatever. Uh, but I think this is the type of event to set off a new season that you really got to see how it plays out over the whole season. You can't just expect everything to, ha- you know, to come back right in the next episode and it to totally affect them the way you think it should. You know, in uh, but I think it will over the course of the season. But yeah, there was way more other things that happened <laughs> in the episode that are far more gratuitous. I don't know; it's hard to say more disturbing, but you know, because uh, they don't really show you uh, the school shooting. They you hear the sound effects; it fades. You know, it kind of fades away, and uh, it's it's definitely solemn. It's not it, it's not portrayed as as good in any way, you know. Uh, and, and they show you, and some people were like, where's, you know, like Carla was saying, where's this kid? What is, uh, you know, what does it have to do with anything? And they show you in, you know, in the previously on, you know, Sons of Anarchy, they show you the clip about them talking about, uh, that they can get Nero and his guys, you know, some tech nines or whatever. And, uh, and then they show you one of, you know, they show you Nero's Lieutenant, you know showing up at the house as the kid's leaving. And so there's your connection uh, to to where uh, the kid got the gun and how it connects back to the show. And I'm interested to see where they, where they go with it. Could they completely fumble it going forward? Of of course. But, but yeah, to, to all of a sudden complain about this one thing that they don't even really show you Uh, the, the really the bigger problem I had with the episode is that it felt like it ended six times. Before it actually ended, like yeah, the the, yeah. the it things seemed. Well, to and have,
1: it didn't help that it was an extra long episode. Yeah, well, with it was that an either. extra
0: long premiere, but it also had like five different places where the way the music swelled up and everything happened. It right. made it seem like this is the end of the episode, and then they came back. You know, and it was, uh, you know, if I'd been watching <laughs> it, was like Lord it, of the Rings three. <laughs> well, if I'd been watching it live, I might have thought, "Oh, the episode's over," you know, <laughs> type of thing, because they would have gone to commercial and stuff. Uh, watching the screener, at least you know it. It started right back up again, but that was really my main problem with the episode as a whole. Is that it, is I felt like it ended four times or whatever.
2: But you mentioned, like you said, it, that it would. It, it fits in. With, it fits within that world and that they are illegal gun runners. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like a school shooting episode happened on The Walking Dead. Like people were like, "What is this school shooting?" doing on a show about motorcycle gangs like what are you talking about did you watch the show? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean it was not that incongruous it wasn't like it would not have happened in that world they are running guns and someone buys those, or has access to those guns or gets those guns that's how it happens That's school shootings happen that way shootings happen that way guns are bought illegally all I mean like it just was like I just didn't understand what some of the outrage was about it was just kind of funny
1: I think a lot of the outrage, I wouldn't be surprised, is from people that don't watch the show and they're just like, oh, school shooting, you're taking, you know, something that happened that hurt real life people and you're taking advantage of that to make money on a show. And if anything, I think it's the exact opposite. I think that Kurt Sutter is trying to say, um, hey – this is what's going on in our society and we need to look at what's causing this. And I think that especially with the, the journey of the boy throughout the episode, he's saying, look at all these different places that could have, that where he ended up, it could have been prevented. Right. You know, and taking an honest look at the issue versus like taking advantage of the situation. But I don't know, and but I do have to say, I agree with Jason. The way that it, it's handled in the next episode, I found pretty disturbing, actually.
0: Yeah, but I but I think complaining, even complaining about that, though, when you know that he tells a thirteen-story, thirteen thirteen-episode arc storyline, is is not really fair. You
1: know? Oh right. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I I think I think that what happens is authentic to like I felt like it was authentic to the world and to the people involved um I'm not gonna say I wasn't disappointed that the choices that were made were made but I mean anytime you watch Sons of Anarchy I'm pretty much disappointed with decisions I make. So <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean <laughs> that's why I'm not a motorcycle gun runner yeah oh is that why yeah. I'm sorry yeah <laughs> for other <laughs> uh, i can't wear my forever 21 clothes that, that i got from jason <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, it just,
1: yeah
2: we can all dance on rain <laughs> and uh, and uh, and the hundred we can all dance as background yeah, dancers yeah because yeah. that's what it's about the dance
0: all right i think uh that's about <laughs> sons of anarchy i'd be interested to hear you know out there though uh from listeners uh, what they thought of uh the episode and uh of, of sons of anarchy the of the season six premiere. And, uh, you know, you can always, uh, drop us a comment at the website or, uh, send us an email to feedback at, uh, tvtimes3.com. And we'll move on to the next show, uh, which, uh, also revolves about around murder, but in a completely different way. Uh, <laughs> devious maids, uh, season one, episode 12, uh, getting out the blood, which is the, the, uh, penultimate S one episode. Uh, next week is the season finale. And uh, Carla, what do you think of uh, of of the first season of Devious Maid so far?
1: Well, I think it's quite fun- humorous because as I've said multiple times, I don't watch Breaking Bad. So while everyone else is all in a uproar <laughs> about like what happened on Breaking Bad, I'm just like...
0: You're watching Devious yeah,
1: Maid? <laughs> I get to listen to, you know, someone say, Mr. Spence, you know, and talk about like going into illegally bring babies or young boys up from Mexico um and you know things like that so I think I win because I can go to bed at night and think happy thoughts but um I love Devious Maids you know the first few episodes I was kind of like yeah okay it kind of feels very Desperate Housewives-y and you know I watched that for you know, quite a few seasons and then finally just gave it up because I started watching something else. But, um, I would say around episode four or five, I really started liking it. Just like the characters are likable, even when they're not likable, if that makes any sense. Like they're fun to watch, even if they're not like nice people. And then there's enough nice, lovable characters that, um, you know, it's enjoyable and the mystery, I'm kinda curious to see where it goes. Um I don't know. I really like it. It's fun. Though it'll I don't know, going into the last episode, last night I actually thought last night was the the finale. And so um I'm kind of not sure where now what what's gonna happen going into to next week's episode. I mean i I guess we're gonna find out who was the murderer
0: Yeah, because it seems like they've told you, but yet your brain goes, well, there's still one more episode. And that's where the big reveals usually come. (laughs) So It's like what what twist is still coming after the way that that episode ended last night? Uh, What do you what what about you, Makisha?
2: I didn't watch it last night, but I mean, I like (laughs) overall, I think it's a cute show. It's just one of those shows I just don't remember to watch. I love Anna Ortiz and every episode every set that I've seen since the beginning, I've enjoyed her in it. And I'm glad the mystery will finally be solved so we can see what's going to happen with her son. Cause we know her son didn't do it, but I just, I don't know. I mean, does it, did it ease up on white ladies? I just thought they were really mean to white women. I mean, I just thought <laughs> if you, if you replaced white women as the sort of the, the, the victim or not victim, the villains on this particular show, any other group, another group will be pretty pissed off but they <laughs> seem to get away with it because either it's because it's lifetime or because
0: there are no I don't know because it's NAACP because for white women because, I'm not sure cuz I cuz rich white rich, people are easy to easy targets. Like, it's okay to to But make, apparently make them as targets but apparently
2: like yeah I do I know that cuz rich people are fun to be like to watch as be and as despicable people but it doesn't seem like rich white men are particularly bad; just the white women that they
0: marry. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was the thing. Like when the first so, couple episodes, it was like it it should have been like called uh, devious white women,
2: devious
0: bosses, right, devious <laughs> white lady bosses who who, who hire maid, you know, or show, something. I right? uh, I I've, I've liked the show. I like the show since the first episode. Uh, you know, the mystery element has been interesting, but just like the first season of. Uh, Desperate Housewives but the type of mystery and the thing that's happened that's happened is makes me wonder how they go into you know if they reveal this or whatever what is the second season how do they keep Marisol (laughs) in in the mix Uh, you know that type of thing are they going to throw in a new mystery of some sort Uh, because I think that's where they spun out of control is always having to try and figure out some weird mystery happening and I think it works to set up the world, but I don't think that that's the main thing about the show. I think it's fun watching these people interact with each other, uh, that the big overarching storyline doesn't have to be like a murder mystery. You know, there could be some other type of overarching storyline that, that ties the season together. So well, you I- know,
2: if 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 it's not murder, it's paternity. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> that's how these shows work. Whose baby is that? You know what I mean? Like, ha, 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 let's find out in the finale. So that'll be season well, there's, two. There's still that?
1: a lot that they, that they could. I mean, they're setting up a lot of different things. I mean, someone else got shot in last night's episode. So um, kind of like what's going to happen with that? You have the whole Carmen is going to be asked – to be fake married, right? Yeah,
0: they've they've, they've set so up you lots have of that. They've, they've set you up. You have the whole stuff.
1: Rosie Spence thing, which <laughs> it, I find kind of creepy. I to just be I, because I really saw like... that coming
2: in episode two when he lovingly looked in her eyes and said, "Don't worry, you'll see your son again." Because my wife's an evil rich lady bitch, and I can't wait to hook up with you.
0: <laughs> I I just I just like that that John Viev Want asked to have her engagement party at the same place that the murder mystery started you know, at the beginning of the series. Yeah. So, so you so Did that you you get the could,
2: blood stain out. Good. So,
0: let's have a party. So that you could bookend uh, the with a party at the beginning and a party at the end at the same place. I, I,
1: at least there was a good reason for it. I mean, it's not like she just asked without a good reason. Yeah,
0: I think the show's been fun. Um, I I'm just interested to see. You know, I think it it makes for a good first season, like I said, just like Desperate Housewives. It has a very similar feel, uh, but I'm wondering how quickly that will tire uh, if they try and continue to shoehorn things in, in, in future seasons. But for this season, it's definitely been fun to watch.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if I, and I have not seen the finale. So if this happens and I ruined it for you, I'm sorry because I really am just guessing, (laughs) but I think it would be really interesting if Adrian gets killed in the finale because he is such a mysterious person and there's so many people who could want him dead
0: to, to set up, to set up the next season's murder mystery.
1: (laughs) I mean, if they're going to, if they're going to, if somebody's going to die, (laughs) I would think, I mean, he would be a really good one or actually maybe even more interesting would be um, if Philippe died. Because we know less about Philippe, but if one of the two of them were to die, I think that could set up a really intriguing story for next season.
0: All right. Well, that'll uh, do it for uh, the primetime segment and we'll move on to some uh, TV on DVD picks, Uh, some uh, coming out on – tuesday uh the 24th um my pick uh, which i believe is a uh, Carlos pick as well uh is uh, hannibal season one definitely worth uh, getting uh and watching and as we've mentioned before catching up before uh the next season uh which there will be one which i'm very happy that that the the show squeaked by into a second season and uh also wanted to mention which I believe is going to be one of uh, MaKeisha's picks a uh, Modern Family season 4 uh, Blu-ray. I have a giveaway for it uh, running over at uh, tvholic.com, and we'll have a link to it in the show notes uh if you're interested in uh, possibly getting your hands on a free copy of that. And uh, so Carla what did what what did you think about uh, Hannibal?
1: I really liked Hannibal. It was um visually one of the most um stunning Uh, shows on TV last season. It just was really... The visuals of it was amazing. Um, It was creepy. And I have to say... I have to agree with people who have said you want to marathon it um, without marathoning it. Um, You know, like one or two episodes at a time is probably all you'll want to watch because it is pretty disturbing at times. But the relationships between... Um, the characters are just kind of mesmerizing to watch and watch how people are played and manipulated and it's definitely a show you have to pay attention while you're watching though or it can get very confusing. If you look away, you might be like, wait, is this a dream? Is this real? Because, you know, there's um, some of that going on but um, it's if you like creepy it's definitely got that going for it if you like mystery it's got that and the acting is great and like i said the visuals are definitely um outstanding
0: and Makisha, what are your picks
1: oh for this week and next
2: week or do we do were we just doing one
0: uh which, you, whichever I, you'd like to mention <laughs> <laughs>
2: well because <laughs> I liked Grimm season two on DVD uh for this week. If people are looking for something to get this week, uh, because I, th- I thought that the show took a sort of more serious, darker turn, but not without with, without I, I would argue taking itself too seriously, which is always good with a show like Grimm. And then uh behind the candelabra, which. Um, Is out this week too. This after yeah Tuesday, um and I and it cleaned up last night at the Creative Arts Emmys. It won eight out of nine of its uh, uh, nominated. Or eight out of the nine of the Emmys that it was nominated for. So that that right there says that you know it, it was just an amazing piece of television, and you can definitely see it if you if you've ever seen if you haven't seen Behind the Candelabra, definitely see it for no for if for no other reason than Rob Lowe, who is amazing, but uh, Michael Douglas is also really really good, at it as is um, Matt Damon, but. Um, it was initially supposed to be a movie. Soderbergh had pitched it as a movie, and he couldn't get anybody to buy it. So it's was, it was pretty impressive that HBO saw it, and I'm glad that they did because it was it's a really good piece of television in terms of television movies entertainment in general and then like you said I, I, for next week Modern Family season 4 I really enjoyed the season even though a lot of people were saying that the show sort of slipped and it wasn't as funny or wasn't as irreverent as it had been in previous seasons I thought it had some pretty golden episodes like uh, Claire going back to her college reunion and Gloria having the baby and Gloria's ex-husband finding someone else and like just think, it wasn't every episode was not a slam dunk no but I thought overall season 4 was pretty fun to watch and, and I think they made up for any any weak episodes with the, with the finale that they had, which was a very impressive finale when Phil's mom dies, so I just I liked it over overall. I thought season four was just as entertaining as the past ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And for me, uh, as I, I mentioned, uh, you know, Hannibal it definitely something to catch up with. But for me, comedies tend to be the things that I I purchase on DVD because they are inherently rewatchable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, once you watch a drama, it kind of I don't go back to it a lot you know i'm looking forward to to the next season but comedies you can go back and watch over and over again and they're still funny uh so yeah that's that's definitely a a good one and as i mentioned uh look for the link to the uh, giveaway in the show notes and uh we'll move on to the last segment a little uh listener email uh we got a, a message sent in which i thought was interesting and uh and so i'll uh read it here quickly it's from uh Andrew in Canada. He says, Hello, all plus occasional extras. Really love your podcast. And even the stuff I'm not watching is interesting when you guys get into it. Well, uh, thank you, Andrew, for that. And uh, he mentions that he was listening uh, to uh, one of the recent podcasts, and that I'm not sure who it was. I'm sure somebody probably made the, the statement that he says, since it is CBS, uh, that they mentioned uh, it's CBS, so I'm probably not watching anyways. And uh, it brought up a question for him, since he's from Canada, that uh, he wanted to know if do people watch networks or do they watch shows, uh, especially now that uh, uh, PVRs are so prevalent uh, that, you know, he, he basically, if a show looks interesting to him, he records it and he doesn't really worry whether it's on, you know, CBS, NBC or AMC or CTV. Uh, he says that, you uh, He gave up on uh, Revolution and the event, not because they were on NBC, but because they were bad. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, just a thought and kudos to you guys for a great podcast. Once again, thanks for the the message, Andrew. And uh, I just thought it was an interesting little topic to briefly ask, you know, uh, Mekesha, what do you think about, uh, you know, sort of uh, the networks and how, you know, CBS gets painted as, you know, older and procedural and, you know, ABC gets painted with the, you know, it's for more of a female audience.
2: Which I think people say ABCs, females and gays is
0: what people say. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you think of that aspect of of uh, do you watch TV that way? Are there are there things that don't really interest you because you hear they're going to be on CBS or something like that? Or or are you no,
2: like, for, for instance, a few years ago when Person of Interest came out, you know, I, I liked the cast. And I was curious about the premise of the show because it reminded me of The Equalizer when I was a kid, and so I totally watch. I, I, I still do. I, I totally watch Person of Interest, and and same thing with uh, Elementary. So no, I don't watch shows based on networks. I watch what I want to watch. If, if there's a show, and I remember that I like it, <laughs> I try to always set the DVR for it. But I see what people what people mean in in that if you are older the presumption is if you if you are already watching an nbc or an nbc show or a cbs show most of the time people assume cbs if you're older you don't turn so the, the the presumption is that's how a lot of the stuff that on cbs does as well as it does or that's how they establish followings among certain age groups because when people like a show they just usually you know of a certain age they tend to stick around but yeah people over certain uh, who are under t- Thirty, you could argue, don't even watch TV like that. They they don't watch live TV hardly if at all. So, yeah, I would think it's I think it's generational. But I but I also think of a show is likable, people even a network like CBS, which is not necessarily about younger viewers, can draw younger viewers in. But yeah, yeah, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's I think it's I think it's I think both are true. In other words, I don't think yeah. it's I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's I think it's it depends on how old you are. How you watch TV, if you have a DVR, if you have cable, all that stuff plays a part because I think when you have more options and you have a DVR or you have cable, you're more likely to be more selective about a show versus if you have – you only are getting about 10 channels, you probably just keep that channel on and just watch whatever is on that night.
0: What do you think, Carla?
1: I would tend to agree that there are certain people that that would say something like that. Like I – don't watch cbs um the other the other only other network i can really think of that i've heard is with the cw um where people said oh i don't watch cw shows um and that's because more than any other network i think those two have been have really branded themselves to be a specific brand where cbs is the network of procedurals and people that don't watch procedurals won't watch cbs and cw is um you know has the image of like gossip girl and you know it's kind of getting out of that after last season now with arrow and different things but you know more the younger generation with soapy type stuff but i think even cbs now is kind of getting away you know they they don't have the bazillion csis anymore um they're kind of getting away from the procedural so it'll be interesting to see if they can break that kind of stereotype and people will come and try like hostages this season which i think is um you know a really good show and something that would draw people to the network that otherwise may not watch cbs um so i don't think i think those are the kind of i think there are people that kind of say oh i don't watch cuz they think that that's what's on those shows. But I think Person of Interest was probably the first show on CBS that kind of got away from being a procedural that has really worked and drawn in people from outside and, you know, um, and will kind of continue to do that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think it's also, you know, the procedural is kind of dying out. People are kind of tired and, you know, there's only so many ways you can kill someone, figure (laughs) it out. And then...
0: Well, I think they're... More shows tend to be trying to strike that balance between an overall story and and story of the week. Uh, and I think more shows are doing a better job of that. And so I, as I mentioned to him in uh, my email re- response to him, I think it's kind of uh, both. I think there's people like him or like myself that if I hear about a show that sounds interesting, I'm going to watch it no matter what channel it's on because there's – I you I found some very good shows on networks that you would think wouldn't necessarily be for me, like you know, Orphan
1: Black on BBC America,
0: yeah, or I mean, that was
1: I mean, or
0: you know, or something being on Lifetime, which is you know the network for women, or or something, or like CBS being, uh, you know, for an older procedural audience. I think I think, but I think there are people that that might say that, or or might do that. And I think it's to their own detriment because then they miss out on things like elementary or person of interest, which turn out to have really good season long stories uh, and interesting characters and stuff while they do solve a case each week, you know? And uh, so I, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's kind of both, but I think also some things are changing where there's also a, a segment of, of people these days that find out about shows and watch shows and, If you ask them what network it was from or on, they couldn't even tell you.
1: Well, especially with DVRs now, you just program in the show and, (laughs) like, what network's on has, like, no...
0: Yeah, so that type of stuff. And so I think it's an interesting thing to see where it goes uh, forward. I think for an older audience, it tends to maybe be that way because they've, you know, that's how they've watched TV. uh, Well,
2: I I think it is that way because... You look at NCIS never forget, NCIS is television's number one scripted drama. Yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever someone says that, I'm like, okay.
0: But I watch so, that too.
1: So <laughs> Somebody's watching that and it's not a lot of people our age with the exception of you.
2: <laughs> but, you <laughs> know, the
1: other the other part of it though too I think is is if you generally don't watch shows on a network, you don't know what the new shows are unless – you actively seek out the information because you're not seeing the advertisements. You're not seeing, um, you know. Yeah,
0: but there's like so many ways now to hear about a show that you didn't hear, you know. Like, you might have heard about a show word of mouth, but you would have heard, this show's great. It's on XYZ channel on such and such a night. Now you might hear, I watch it on Netflix. I caught up on the show on Netflix and or, you know, people are downloading shows online or streaming them all these different ways that knowing what network it's really on. It doesn't really, that's like not the first thing you need to know to be able to find the show really. So I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting idea, interesting question, especially and the idea that somebody from another country, uh, while they might have NBCs and CBSs up there, or some of those shows might show up on some of their other, you know, channels and stuff like that, that, uh, the idea of sort of a network being sort of branded in a certain way is sort of a foreign concept, uh, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that'll uh, do it for this uh, episode of uh, of the of the podcast. Uh, next week, Amory and Ray will be back with me. Uh, we'll be uh, taking a look at what's uh, coming up on uh, cable uh, this fall. Uh, you can find uh, links to the news and DVDs we mentioned. Uh, As well as the giveaway I mentioned and also the myriad of places that Carla writes for and uh, Makisha as well (laughs) online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 196. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, what fall shows you're most looking forward to uh, or anything else we covered this week. Uh, Drop us a line at uh, feedback at tvtimes3.com or leave a comment in the show notes. And uh, with that, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Streets Makers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, thanks again for both of you uh, joining me on the podcast. And thank you especially, Mikisha, for staying way longer than uh... – Yeah, dude,
2: I got to go, man. <laughs> Graphic here is like, this is L.A. I don't know. I, I love don't... you. You owe me now. Yeah. I own you.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this happens. But two of our longest episodes ever are going to be previews of two of the shortest networks of what they <laughs> offer. I don't get how this happens.
2: What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, are uh,
0: but I, I don't know. I,
2: but, but, I, but you're going to be on my show, TV Podcast, <laughs> TV Madness, right? You're going to do – you owe me a uh, fall. Of,
0: of course. Whenever. Okay. Let Thanks. me know. <laughs> all right. Over that. Thanks. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> we right. sit glued to the TV set all night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We
2: got nothing better to
1: do than watch TV and have a couple of